0: Welcome, everyone, back to Rolling Credits. We are on to episode two. I am Seth, one of your lovely hosts, a.k.a. According to Seth. We got Pat, Gums, and Kirby here, and special guest Lauren. Um, So without further ado, let's get into it. I will warn you. So we are talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. There are lots of spoilers ahead. So if you have not seen this movie, please do not watch or listen any further because we do not want to spoil this for you. It is too good to be spoiled. So again, there are spoilers, so do not listen after this. Yeah, so, I stress that enough? Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're listening beyond this point, you've screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> on you. Leave. <laughs>
0: get out of here. Graham. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's get right into it, guys. Um, the first question I have is, What were your overall overall thoughts of the movie? Like, before we get into the specifics, the spoilers, I want to know, like, why did you enjoy this one, say, over the past Spider-Man movies? So I want to start with you, uh, Gums. I want to hear your thoughts.
2: What did I enjoy? Um, based everything. I mean, this is like, this was a kid's toy box. This opened up, and here we go with the spoilers. I mean, we had three different spider man I told you guys from the start, Andrew Garfield was the most emotional and best. I'm taking that to the grave (laughs) with me. Um, but I just loved, I I just loved all the toys in it. Like, I I just love the fact that I got three Spider-Man. Uh, I almost got emotional during it. Um, they did the meme where they all pointed at each other a few times. They like everything that I wanted, the fan service, uh, the comic book lore, uh, the superpowers, the abilities, and then also the human aspect, like everything I wanted out of a Spider-Man movie was right then and there. And I didn't have to wait for a part two to get all of that. Right, part two can come later and have its own thing, and that's what I. That's why I think it was so great, personally. What about you, Pat?
3: I I got to agree, just in the sense of like, there's what the, what is there not to like? I, I mean, it it was a continuity masterclass in that, and it did the, it in a way that like, Tone of Gum said, like it had it had a lot of fan service, but didn't make it feel like fan service. And, like, it it took a lot of things from a lot of these different movies that, you know, either could have been seen as, like, loose ends or holes and really kind of patched them up well. They did the villains better than you saw a lot of the original movies did and kind of just kind of brought that full circle. I mean, it really was just... I mean, I know Marvel's done this now for for so long now, right? But like, it was just in terms of continuity to the Spider-Verse, the Marvel-Verse, the everything that you wanted to see about it, it was just like, I mean, a masterclass in putting that on. And I will say, Gums, you were dead on with the Andrew Garfield call out. I mean, he he was great. I loved him in, in this movie. And there was so much, we'll get into the villains and stuff later and whatnot, but they were awesome and stuff too so yeah just nothing really not to like about this movie
0: yeah
4: and um just overall tying all the loose ends they gave Andrew the Spider-Man that he should have had in the first place they kind of robbed him a little bit in the movies that he was in so he finally got to be the man that we all wanted him to be and just they did kind of they had a lot of holes in the other movies and they kind of put ties. Nice little bows on them and wrapped everything up. So they did a very good job.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, it's hard for me to find a a part of that movie that I didn't like um, would be the best way for me to put it. Um, Just everything that I was hoping that the movie would be everything that I wanted to see from the movie. It was there um you know the the tie ins were great the callbacks to old jokes like um a specific one that we were talking about uh, earlier was uh how toby <laughs> McGuire's like oh i've got back issues and that stems from uh what was it spider-man 2 when like his powers start failing and he swings into the wall and like falls and like hits the car and he gets up and like oh my back like like they had so many great callbacks um and you know they brought in uh pretty much all of the villains that i would have wanted to see yeah um so yeah, just everything they did with that movie was was just top notch like you know 10 out of 10 great job all around so nothing mm-hmm. negative to yep. say about it
0: i can honestly say it's my favorite spider-man film and probably my favorite marvel film i just like kind of to all of your guys's points garfield was amazing i mm-hmm. i just thought like it did so much justice for those characters in those movies where this movie kind of felt like a complete trilogy. Like those movies Mm -hmm. were part of this universe and it felt like it did them all justice and all of their arcs. It just felt like it all led up to this one moment. And you can totally see that too with like Tom Holland, like all of his movies were him learning to become like a better person. Like you see him as a kid. And then in this movie at the end, you see him as like a full on adult. Like he actually looks, he acts and he just, encompasses like being an adult peter parker and spider-man and um i always pictured him as that kid and it just felt like a like a true send-off to all of the marvel um spider-man characters that we've had and mm-hmm. the writing all of it was phenomenal like it's just so done so well
3: yep you know what's kind of crazy about that too is like we're, we're almost kind of talking about it like in the sense that this was like some kind of finale for for tom Holland <clears throat> Spider Man, but it really wasn't it left so much on the table yeah to be able to kind of keep this this story arc this character this stuff kind of keeping incredibly keeping it going and so there's there's so much left on the table for this character and there's so much more that we can really kind of die and we're going to obviously today but Mm -hmm. yeah just so so enjoyable to see what they did with all of these characters stepping back from like 2001 right like it's so crazy to see that
0: it was truly remarkable honestly like i just i I don't know how like Marvel did it, but they did the movie that we all deserved, you know? Yep.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And they did it with like, my expectations coming into this weren't very high. Yeah. Um, We all assumed it'd be good because we want to believe in the hype. You know, you want to believe in your superhero movies. Um, But I think they kind of surpassed that for me. It's like, hey, I don't mean to hype it up like this, but I'm going to hype it up like this because... I do. I did enjoy that better than Endgame. Um, yeah, it wasn't as confusing to me. It was like yeah. pretty straightforward, and even the MacGuffins they had in there, such as like Ned with his abilities, like that was like just a plot point to get the other spider mans to be able to enter the universe. And there was like quite a few of those, and I totally ignored them. I was like, "That's that's sweet." Like even mm-hmm. those, and there's things and in intricacies that we're, maybe we'll talk about here later about all of the Easter eggs and like all mm-hmm. of these little one-time name dropper and things going on i just couldn't believe it i was just like i kind of nerded out for a second i was like oh that's sweet oh that's that's awesome and um at the end of the day i feel like this is like a new bar for superhero movies Mm -hmm. but i also feel like that people i don't think people can step up to that plate because that was (laughs) great man I tweeted at Andrew Garfield. He didn't tweet me back. But I, and I, yes. I've only said yes. 50 tweets in my entire life. Yeah. And I tell you what, that was one of them. Um, uh, but that's what I had to say there, man. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. I, no. think, I was going to say, I hope they bring that writer back to do future films. Like, Definitely. Yeah. I actually did read that he is going to do Fantastic Four, which is going to be uh, awesome, I think. Uh,
4: Finally, uh, a, yeah. good yeah. Finally a good one. Finally, a good one. They keep like... <laughs> <laughs> no, a breaking really, my heart,
3: right? <laughs> like a series that really needs something a little bit like rejuvenating. But yeah. uh, it gums kind of to to your point there a little bit is that you know I in terms of expectations for the movie, I think when we have a, a film that we know going into it, we I mean I think we all knew going into it is like there was going to be a lot of fan service in this film. That mm-hmm. was kind of a lot of the point of it. They tease all these old villains and stuff like that. You're running a big risk of it being super corny. Yeah. And that was my fear as well. You're you're like if you don't do this right, it doesn't hit. It comes off like forced. It just doesn't work. And like, they just did it so well that that's I think why it just blew the doors off of everything we expected. It was mm-hmm. like just a way to really kind of tie this whole thing together without it falling flat on its face. Because I kind of was afraid that it was going to come off corny. Yeah, and they weren't going to tie it yeah. together well, and they did it great. I think that,
4: like, Toby's was a little campy and kind of, like, <laughs> cartoony. I feel like this is more, in a sense, realistic, as realistic as Spider-Man can be, but it gave them more of an adult role, and mm-hmm. the villains were <clears throat> villains, not these jokes. So the jokes that they did bring up were more smooth, and they weren't forced. So a lot of the movie was not forced, it was just really well-written.
2: Agree. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even the, the villains, the villains were probably the, the best improvement because let's face yeah. it, Andrew Garfield series sucked because of the villains were so corny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, that's what ruined it, like it's yeah. the C T I and the corniness of all the villains. And I got to say, like, <sighs> Jamie Fox villain, he still rubs <laughs> yeah, me the yes. wrong way. The shocker was like you, you almost he didn't <laughs> wreck the movie for me, but they had they should have wrote him a little better. And I don't know how much <laughs> of that was Jamie Foxx. I don't know how much that was the writing. Yeah. But he could have been really much so much more better. He was like he was running his, his uh his original shocker stereotype, and I was just like I was just like, damn, like that's still pretty corny. Like you could do way better than this. <laughs> um, but the other villains, like Defoe, like he was just taking blows, and I was like, That's how the goblins should be taking those hits and laughing and smirking and like oh, yeah. he was just and like so the other villains were really great. I did have an issue with the shocker, they still need to fix him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but jamie foxx is a mega superstar he had way more lines than he should have even so that's probably (laughs) where that was about you know so she thought um, that this
3: soccer was phenomenally better than the the original one that he was in for sure (laughs) (laughs) in the the first time around so like even anything in improvement was like a w for me like i know better but i thought i still thought it was a w yeah so since
0: since we're going into the villains i'm gonna pause you real quick I'm just going to go... We're going to skip ahead to this part. <laughs> did you guys have a favorite villain that like stood out to you? And um, for me, I'll start off because it kind of, you know, gums bringing up Green Goblin. Um, he for sure was my favorite. I just mm-hmm. think, like, Willem Dafoe is absolutely fantastic. And I thought just... It did his character so much more justice um, in this movie. And I actually read something really cool that um, Willem Dafoe only wanted to take on this role if he was able to do the stunts himself because oh, he wanted to actually be the character and do it justice so all of the stunts you see like the fighting at the end that was all him which like is just next level for me and the menacing him taking blows getting back up it just he plays it so well so Mm
5: -hmm.
0: who stood out to you guys the most we'll start with you um pat um i think i think for my like my favorite
3: one out of there i think i i really did like doc Ock's character mm-hmm. i thought that the, that the initial interaction of when he comes into the film with spider-man like up on the bridge i thought that was done super well it kind of create initially just creates the the universe's confusion uh really well and then just creates just sets up this redemption arc so well mm-hmm. and like and just it kind of also vindicates that character just of being able to show kind of why he was the way he was initially just with like the broken chip in his neck kind of thing. And then being able to really bring him back into life. I really liked him, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to go back in, go back in and say, I actually, I did like Jamie Foxx's character a lot more just because I think, and I think a lot of that for me is that I hated his original one so much. So I think, I think it's a bit of a trade off mm-hmm. that I just hated the way they did him in Garfield's original movie that Mm -hmm. i think this was just such like yes thank god like a little bit of like (laughs) just a little bit of relief for me it could it be better yeah i'm sure but i think he's gonna be my honorable mention so
0: good Mm -hmm. what about you uh (laughs) comes lauren or curvy lauren
1: good um i mean i'm i'm gonna be you know the basic bitch uh willem dafoe you know green goblin that was that was just top tier for me. Um, just the way he really just had that that look in his eyes, like in his face, like that madness was there. And like you could really tell, um, he played that part so perfectly. I mean, you know, to be fair, he played it very well originally as well, but uh, just the way that he came off um, in this movie was just spot on, perfect. Like what I would like expect to see from, from a Green Goblin. Like, he just did such a great job with it.
4: Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Goblin as well, but it goes back into the whole who they chose for Goblin. So it wasn't as far as the Goblin character as much as the performance, because, I mean, William Defoe brings that Shakespearean, expressive. You need someone that can flip the switch, can kind of, you know, Dr. Jekyll and... Or
1: and Mr. Hyde, Mr. Yeah.
4: Hyde, like just one second, be whatever. And then just the expression he has in his face. And then kind of to go off a little off subject, but the whole cast was like Oscar winning people in other roles. So who they casted for this in the whole series just kind of built it up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have to go with William Dafoe, just his performance in every movie, but this movie especially. Mm hmm. Those
0: facial expressions were, like, huge. I mean, you could see the character in his face every time he was on screen. And when he switches, you
4: can tell, like, okay, this is now the Goblin because of his curly, grinchy (laughs) lips. And, like, you could tell that he's actually a different person.
0: Mm -hmm. Going back to you, Gums, I know you always said Green Goblin, but... I mean, 100%. Like, he, he made that movie. He
2: pulled that movie forward. Um it, it definitely is him. And I think um I also think Sandman played a decent role too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one emotional. that's not talked about. It was an emotional role. It was one where at first he was like, I'm with you, Peter, let's fix us. Mm-hmm. And then he got cold feet. You know, and then he, he got fight. Well, that's what he felt like. Right. Because it was really Jamie Foxx talking him into running around and saying, hey, I don't want to like we're more normal. We're okay. We don't need to be fixed. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden Sandman was like, all right, man, I'm with you. And then, you know what I mean? He wasn't really evil. I think Sandman was the most human of them all and i and it's just weird because he was just like man i'm just i'm a saying like your electricity that's pretty cool you got that. you're you're a goblin man i'm saying i need to see my daughter like yeah. i got things to do today yeah. um so he's my honorable mention
1: yep
3: She agree with you on that one with him being kind of the most human in that like he was more of the the, the villain in this movie that seemed to like like, I'm just looking out for me, buddy. I don't care about yeah. all the nonsense you guys got going on, and you're trying to save the world, all this all this BS. I'm mm-hmm. literally just looking out for number one. And sometimes at the beginning of the movie, he was like, Hey, Spider-Man, help me out here. What the hell is going on? And at the end, it's like, hey man, you can't help me. It's just not so it really did kind of humanize that character, and it almost didn't make him feel like as much as an overpowering villain as mm-hmm. just more of like a, a guy who is like caught up in this mess, which is yeah. a really cool way to view that character.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which Aunt May was trying to say the whole time about all these characters and these sinister six quote unquote, right? It's like mm-hmm. they're all just humans suffering from something and you can help them. Yep. Right? You can do this. So well
0: and to writing. that point, to that point, and I really liked when one of you guys brought up the chip and Doc neck. I like that they humanize all the characters. Like mm-hmm. it was just something else that was controlling them that they still had a human part in them, a good part. And I really like that whole aspect of them digging into that, seeing how they could help and fix them because they all wanted help initially, you know? Yep. Yeah. We're all so, lost yeah,
4: birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just need our mama bird to help us. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that they brought that line back.
1: That
0: yeah. was, that so was many, perfect. So
3: many ones there. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So speaking of that uh, and the lines and that um, was there, uh, you know, some of your what were your, some of your favorite moments from the film? Do you have like five mm-hmm. moments that really stood out to you the most? Uh, we'll start with you, Agams.
2: Five—that's a big number. Um, yeah.
0: There's enough. Okay.
2: I mean, there's definitely enough. <laughs> yeah. Like now I gotta think of them. So, so my my top one, hundred percent with no no remorse here, is when uh, Andrew Garfield caught MJ, mm-hmm. and yep. like that that got me. Like I had to look to the right. I tried to look at Seth, in the theater, like yeah, I know. <laughs> yo that got me i don't know why i got so emotional over that yeah. you know and then, and then he got all emotional and he was just like you know oh man like i got saved her i did it like i actually saved somebody um that was that was like my top one great moment um a, another top moment for me um was i i think ned's grandma and and i see this because like she served really no purpose in there. It, it was all it was, but she was just hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? And I and I'm and if I'm understanding this, I think if somebody correct me out there if I'm wrong, um, I believe she's Filipino, right? So, or at least I know Ned in real life is right, his mm-hmm. his real life persona. So I wonder if, if she was also Filipino, but I, I was just cracking up because she was just saying the most grandma shit ever. <laughs> she was just like, Hey, can you get that cobble? Hey, y'all gotta clean up, you know? Like, all right, I'm in my moo moo, I gotta go to bed, you know, yeah. and uh. <laughs> I think that was huge. Um, I think uh, when they all got together and they started really talking to each other um, and said, Hey, you are amazing. And he's like, I just fought a rhino in a metal suit. And, and it kind of like plays on how bad his enemies were mm-hmm. and how like corny they were. But he was like, no, you're great. And he's like, but you fought somebody in space. <laughs> and they're like, you're amazing, man. Like you're great. And uh, I thought that was just like a huge moment for the film because I think Andrew needed that, like not mm-hmm. just Andrew, but his character and like that whole movie thing. Like they needed that. Yeah. I think those are great. Um, I think also when they got together and they talked about him and Seth, you brought this up last podcast. He said, nobody said with great power comes great responsibility yet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not so much that part, but the part after aunt may dies and he goes, well, they all get together on top of the roof. Um, and he goes, well, you know, I lost my uncle, Ben. You know, i lost mine i lost mine and so they go about how losing this person in them was almost faded without saying hey this is fate." Mm-hmm. they go this is what has to happen to you for you to go over the next hill and the mm-hmm. next boundary to be who you must be and i think that kind of shut down like that was like a big part of the movie where um even tom Holland's spider-man was just like wow maybe you yeah. guys do know how i feel and so that's the top five um the only other one that I can think of uh that I that I really think was great is um Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is seen in general, um, but mainly when they do the geometry. Like
1: Oh yeah. 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 I, I think
2: okay. and, and that's in tie for league when they start doing the cures because it actually shows how smart these Spider-Man are. Especially Garfield's character is probably the smartest, right? Because like he's like, yeah, I can make a cure for lizard, whatever, no problem, done it before. Um, but just like the fact that they're finally, without saying it, just how smart he wants to go to MIT, and he's like, I love geometry, you know, I love mathematics, and he's like doing all these things with the rocks, like, yes. I needed that because I needed them to know that Spider-Man wasn't just all fluff and he's not Thor. He's not big and brawny. He's not stupid. Mm-hmm. He's very intelligent and he's doing all this stuff on the fly as like a 17, 18 year old kid. So those are probably like my top five that I could come up with. Um, yep. Long winded. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> good. Great moments.
3: Yeah, all, they, all, they all were great.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll go with you, Pat.
3: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> number one moment for me, I think, was just, I, I don't know why I cracked up at this line. Andrew Garfield saying, hey, are you going to swing into battle looking like a cool youth pastor? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was fucking
1: hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah.
3: Oh, that was amazing. I thought that was fucking great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's, that really stood out to me as my number one. Uh, just because I thought the line was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about uh, scenes getting emotional i mean aunt, aunt may for me just really kind of like that one that one really kind of hit me pretty hard. i was like damn like that really kind of hurt um and in just that whole scene the way that transitions into that roof scene presented even presents a, a little bit of of other stuff about like just about how each character experienced loss but also how like the 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 universe is different than in and of themselves like this is a kind of a weird random question, but does Uncle Ben not exist in Tom Holland's Spider Man universe? Like, uh, he just he was passed away before it started? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, but like, yeah. it's just like it's just kind of one of those weird things because you talk about like Tobey Maguire talks about losing Uncle Ben. Well, yeah, Tom Holland did too, right? So like, yeah, but like that obviously was never seen on screen, so it kind of mm. makes it a little ambiguous in and of itself that of mm-hmm. like experiencing loss in their own weird way. So I, I don't know, I just I kind of was thinking about that last night, but um within uh I, and I think number three for me is gonna be the Statue of Liberty, like Spider-Man therapy session. Like <laughs> I thought that was great talking about Toby Maguire when Tom Holland asks him, so does the webs shoot out of other places? <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: Like
3: <laughs> I thought that would be really we'll great too. <laughs> like all, all that I thought was I thought was incredible. Um I really liked the Doc Ock scene on the bridge early on Mm -hmm. in in the scene, the way that that set up a lot of the villain character arc in like kind of that weird multiverse thing and the confusion of of how, of like, who is this guy? And then Doc Ock being like, who the hell is this guy? And just kind of creating like that knowledge where it's like Doc's super smart too. He knows what nanotech is and understanding how that relates into this and how that kind of, I thought that that was a really well done scene. and then see what was my number five um hmm i I gotta say i think doc ock and toby Maguire on the bridge like seeing each other when he's holding the arc reactor too it's kind of like a man cool (laughs) callback like Mm. just like little little things like that i thought did did the the movie a lot of justice um i really loved those scenes and i like provided some comic relief as well as just great you know continuity structure to this film mm-hmm. and all of the other films great call-outs yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah kirby lauren what about you guys
3: um okay
1: i think um one that i'm actually surprised has not come up yet was um uh seeing uh matt murdoch yeah uh when he catches the brick yeah. that comes through the window and spider is looking at him like how did you do that he's like i'm a really good lawyer (laughs) (laughs) um that was like um that was like you know one of the moments it like just in the theater where people were just like cheering like everybody was so happy seeing that i think it was a great moment um one of my favorites of the movie um is when they're on the uh, the rooftop they just found tom holland after aunt may died and um and mj's like oh yeah there's some people here and like the camera pans up and you just see toby and andrew just like perched on top of like that building and like just silhouette oh. like that's uh, such a cool moment yeah um that one really stood out to me um i do have to say uh the introduction of both uh andrew garfield and toby mcguire into the movie like the uh, they did it In in such a great way, and I mean, you know, we were in the theater last night, and everybody was just going apeshit. Like, you know, (laughs) no, not you, not at all. She was the loudest person in the theater. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that uh, like that moment when they brought them in, like, you know, you see uh, Spider Man running towards the portal because they're calling like Peter, Peter, and he starts running, and the whole theater's like, oh, like who's it going to be? And when he comes through, you can tell it's not Tom Holland. He's he's too tall um and like the mask comes off and everybody just went crazy um and then you know Toby comes and is like oh hey like i'm just going to come through here like very very on par for his character um so let's see what else uh definitely um a- as tough as the scene was you know Aunt May as soon as she said the line you know with with great power comes great responsibility i knew she was done and that's like, I mean, I got a little bit emotional there. I don't know about you, but I, I got a little bit emotional. Red uh, flag went out. out. Yeah, I was yeah. like, as soon as she said the line, I'm like, oh, she's done. That's like, flag. Yeah, that's, that's it. She's, she's dead. She's not making it out of here. Um, and I got to say the, uh, the moment where uh, Andrew Garfield cracks Toby Maguire's back. Uh, (laughs) that was just that was just a great great moment like pulling from that you know that Spider-Man 2 joke about his you know his back hurting stuff like that it was was just an awesome moment like so many cool tie-ins so many cool callbacks but those would be my uh, my top five
4: yeah so my top one has to go with emotion the whole saving Mary Jane like MJ dropping like Andrew got to save his Gwen That hit me. He got to do what he couldn't do in the other ones. And that's why she's like, you okay, dude? (laughs) He's like, oh my God. (laughs) But there's so many scenes that just hit home. You know, being someone who ran home from middle school to watch Spider-Man on TV, like this, I had very high expectations. That and something that I'm surprised no one brought up, the whole right before Tom is about to kill Goblin, Toby jumps in there and that is something that I found was very important because he's the Spider-Man that didn't have to get the rage. He wasn't pushed that far because he had his Spider-Man brothers to save him. So that's something that they kind of saved him for not being that type of murderer because he may, you know, killed uh, Mysterio, but that rage of killing someone you can't come back from. So that type of... Like you can't come back to that. So that there's just so many things that I can like. I can go on for like an hour and a half. Um, (laughs) Just the redemption that Andrew got was what he needed, and the whole introduction. Everyone was going crazy, and just the whole like prove it, you know, prove (laughs) that you're Spider Man, and the little things that they made him do, hanging and all that stuff. Um, I know this isn't fifth, but the last one that I'll kind of end on is. Tom had the Avengers. He had a super group. He had a team. The other Spider-Mans didn't have anyone to understand what they were going through. So just them coming together and having this brotherhood of, I know what you're going through. And I feel like Andrew and Toby, they didn't really have that connection with anyone. And all the Spider-Mans kind of brought together and it's kind of brought into that whole scene of, when they find Tom on the roof, how all they can do is hug and it's unspoken. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to say we're all feeling what you're feeling. And it's just the connection that they have without words.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that line that they go into is like, I was part of the Avengers. That's great. What is that? (laughs) 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 There's another great one. You realize, Oh yeah, that's right. We didn't do that.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think too, and I'll get into my, my five moments. I think that moment where they all meet up, the writing, I just felt like it felt cohesive. Like it didn't feel awkward when they all met up. It felt like they were all meant to meet, and yeah. like how they interacted, it just felt right. You know, mm-hmm. um, my number one moment though, for me was, you know, when they first get to the, um, to the Statue of Liberty, when they're all swinging and then they have the moon in the background. Oh yeah. That moment was it for me. It was just like having all three Spiderman swinging together With the moon in the background, it just like everything felt like it was leading up to that one moment. Mm. And it just like emotion hit over me. And I was like, damn, we really got this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another one was just like bringing up the the loss and anger. I really like that conversation as well, too. I know you guys all brought that up. But like these Spider-Men have been through it all. I feel like Mm -hmm. Spider-Man is the one character who has just dealt with so much loss and trauma And for them to be that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and to keep on keeping on is just really cool to see. Mm -hmm. Um, Three for me was the suit at the end. That suit was just the icing on the cake. It was so beautiful. Um, And then, of course, Daredevil. Charlie Cox is back. I love Daredevil. That show is, like, one of my favorites. So just having him back, just I loved it. Now I just need to bring Barenthal back as Punisher. And yes, I'll be like happy to do it. Oh, absolutely.
2: absolutely. Yep. Sign the petition right yeah. now.
0: here <laughs> <Yep. laughs> um, first. Right? And then my last one is kind of like what you guys all said too, is um, Garfield saving MJ. I just like mm-hmm. seeing his emotion and that coming full circle and like having, I feel like it was his arc, you know, from all of the past movies is kind of like what I brought up earlier is these it was kind of like an arc for each character and it felt like a conclusion for some of those and just him saving MJ was just it, it was amazing
2: yeah yeah, yeah agreed Yeah. Um, question or, or better yet a question for you guys hopefully Lauren you brought up a really good topic how this Spider-Man didn't have to go through that heartbreaking like that human breaking rage and then mm-hmm. commit that murder that all the other ones had to do and then like kind of like recover from that so now I have a question about venom. Mm. So will this venom who's going to attach itself to Tom Holland, Spider-Man therefore be a different type of venom as we see with Tom Hardy's venom. He's not like a, a, as crazy as is in the comics, In the comics he's more like murderous and like he wants to destroy stuff. And Tom wow. Hardy's is more kind of like a comedy skit. Mm. I don't know what they were <laughs> thinking with that, but, um, but because he doesn't have that rage, Will we get a Venom that is more conducive of helping Tom Holland to fight greater foes instead of him having to have this movie where it's Venom versus Spider-Man the whole time?
3: hmm Hmm.
4: Well, that brings... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Lauren. Um, I was going to say, so yes and no, because everyone, it doesn't matter who you are, has that rage deep inside of them. He just doesn't know. So maybe the fact that he lost every person who knew he was Spider-Man... And he is more alone now than he has ever been. That Mm. could also push him over the edge. So just because he didn't have that traumatic rage doesn't mean the rage isn't deep inside of him. But I do think that it is going to be a different venom than we would have expected because he doesn't have, you know, he wasn't pushed to that point. And I think that's very important because that is kind of the moral dilemma that all the other spider had to go through. Like, I was pushed to this. What am I? And I, I believe Seth brought it up where he, um, he still hasn't done I don't know who brought it up, but he hasn't fulfilled the strength of Spider-Man. He hasn't been pushed to that. So that is also another thing. Maybe the other spider had to be pushed to that rage to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have that, so it might affect him in the end.
2: Mm-hmm. great point great point yeah i'm right.
3: kind of like i'm kind of going back and forth on this one too because i get what you're saying about like this symbiote being more like directly attached to what tom what's going on with tom holland's character but i can't also get out of my head of, of the idea of maybe does does eddie brock exist in this universe too maybe we don't get that tradition mm-hmm. uh, this the symbiote attached to tom holland do we get like just a different eddie brock and, we, and I think maybe that's also me hoping that that character does exist, so they do a better job with it. And I think maybe that might just be like me in the back of my head, like, please do a better job in this MCU with Eddie Brock's character to that. And I'm maybe I'm just kind of hoping for that, but I can't get it out of my head of maybe it's like, I don't know if we get like the, the, the emo Spider-Man, right? That we got out of the Toby Maguire thing, but we get more of just a different uh, version of Eddie Brock and creating more of that villain dynamic because I think we need to open up that you by the Spider-Man universe now to more villains, more mm-hmm. thing. I think it's more kind of creates that arc. I'm kind of leaning in that camp at the moment.
0: I, I agree with you too because I, it doesn't seem like to, um, Tom Hardy's uh, Venom is going to be in this movie because it's just the symbiote left behind. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that there is going to be a version of Eddie Brock in this universe, um, but I also don't think that Venom is going to be the next villain. Um, I feel like Venom they're saving that for some type of you know bigger maybe the finale of the next trilogy because Tom Holland did sign on for three more films mm-hmm. um, but that is going to be very interesting to see how they bring in those characters and I know I was reading about um, Dr. Strange's reshoots and they the reshoots were for to bring in more people from the multiverse
5: mm-hmm.
0: so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how I guess they move forward with that which I guess we can, you know, we can skip ahead to this question, question, you know, with the end of Spider-Man, um, like, and it feel, feeling like a complete ending. What were your thoughts? Like, what do you think is next for the Spider-Man character? Uh, and we'll start with you, Guns.
2: Uh, what's next for him? Um, probably some team ups. It seems like Marvel loves the team up. Um, that's why I kind of brought that up too with Venom because, Venom was also one of his greatest allies. He's more of an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flash Thompson was also Venom, and I think he might have been the first Venom before Eddie Brock. Um, so there's always room for that, even though I don't like this universe as Flash Thompson, but he's there. <laughs> um, I think what's next for him and kind of how Tom was feeling is that, like, Spider-Man is now going to go on a journey where he's maturing. They purposely brought him to MIT. They purposely started college. They want to actually mature this universe in dialogue, in what's going on, in situational boundaries, um, in, in emotion. They're starting to mature it. And they're getting him out of high school because we've been in high school forever. It's like feels like 30 origin stories. It's like every time you do Batman or something, it's always this darn origin story. Um, and I, I'm ready to see, you know, not just the Sinister Six, but... I'm ready to see Spider-Man conquer other things and be a part of that amazing world and team up with the Avengers more or have him being sent on different adventures. And I I'm ready for that. Like I I want him to get out of this just basic origin story of what we know, the Hobgoblin, the green goblin, all of that stuff. Um, On another note, cool Easter egg before I ended here, Ned's character Mm -hmm. was actually supposed to be, you know, quote unquote, they say, hey, I won't be a villain. I promise not to kill you and become a villain. Well, in the comics, Ned's character actually is the Hobgoblin, right? It's a bit controversy over it, but he's the Hobgoblin. So it's like all these little things that come into play, like they're going to mature this universe probably for a little bit older audience, which will allow Marvel at the same time to increase the amount of like now we can have daredevil who's a little grittier mm-hmm. now we can bring back the punisher maybe craven who's a little grittier mm-hmm. blade cannot be grittier and i think that bump up to a little bit past pg-13 is what's needed and i'll end it there mm-hmm. yeah
0: what about you um, Kirby? curvy yeah Kirby. Lauren. <laughs> too many people out here uh, i know <laughs> right? uh so
1: what's next for spider-man um i think that like i agree you know more team ups are coming um and you know at some point in this next trilogy that you know they he signed on for um i think he's going to be pushing to uh to kind of reverse the uh, the spell mm-hmm. so, and find some way to you know get back into the lives uh, of you know the the people that he knows the people that he loves um you know looking at the um you know the end of of no way home you know he goes into the the diner that uh MJ works at, you know, she's still wearing the the black dahlia pendant and they have that moment where they're just kind of like looking at each other like you can tell that, like there's something there. Um yeah. I think that they're that they're really gonna try and explore that aspect of things. Like you know he's not just gonna he, he may want to let it go because you know uh you know they have that scene where she puts her hair back and she's got the band and he's like he's seeing like what his influence on their life is like that's just a physical reminder of of what he brings to their life, um, but I think that they're going to you know force them all back together at some point. Um, but yeah, I think that he'll have some uh, he'll have some team ups, but I believe a, a big you know part of the story is going to be him finding his way back into the lives of his loved ones.
4: Yeah. Well, to kind of go with gum, so Ned he swears he's not going to be a villain but that ned doesn't know that peter so Mm -hmm. he Mm could still be the goblin and he's not technically you know his best friend turning against him because he doesn't know that they were friends in a previous life so that part of him is gone so he could still be a goblin other features and then there's the whole everyone that got sent back knows what happened they sent back these villains They redeem themselves. They have a better life. They don't die in the next version because the Spider-Mans know. Andrew knows about multiverse. That opens up the whole, if they know it exists, they can bring themselves back to Tom. They can help him. So it leaves a lot of open things. And also Tom Hardy's character, he knows the history. He brought the history home with him. So there's so many openings for something to happen. And to kind of go back to, to Kirby, it's the whole, like, dilemma. You know, um, Tom, he goes into the, the diner. He's about to confess everything to MJ and start this over. But it's the whole, do I do the bigger thing and keep myself away from those I love to protect them? But he's also now alone. So I feel like he's going to have to fight with the whole, do I do what I should do to protect those that I love? Or try to win their hearts back and try to get that connection back. And it goes back to a different movie, but Dracula, like, I will always find my person. Whatever life this is, like, if they have that connection, they will always be drawn together. Mm-hmm. So there is yeah. definitely a lot of openings and the whole Venom, um, left back, you know, mm-hmm. little stuff. We don't know who the bartender is. You know that's going to link on to the closest person to him. We don't know who the bartender is. That could be someone very crucial to any future stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, be the my, yeah, yeah. On my last little note, I'll start with the whole daredevil. He's linking so many things. He's linking Hawkeye. Like there's so many links that they are opening up these paths to all these other like team ups or meetups or whatever, this collaboration. So I was super excited to have Daredevil in there because he just opened the door to so many different things that could mm-hmm. happen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So like the it's kind of, I, just because I know we're all ga- we're all gamers here to a certain degree, right? That kind of the, the movie kind of ended too in a way that kind of almost set him up a lot of like kind of how the first video game was uh was kind of existing right Mm -hmm. he's got his own apartment he's monitoring police comms he's like that's kind of like just his stick like kind of thing it kind of it's he's not necessarily he's not the high school kid anymore he's more of just the hero and that's kind of where that exists so to gum's point the the thing about collaborations i think is very intentional right the the reintroduction of daredevil and jamie fox teasing the idea of miles morales Mm -hmm. and and, uh, the, the, uh, leaving a venom behind and all these things. That's way too intentional for that. Not to matter in the next couple films. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It's, it's too kind of over the top there. And then from, I'm actually going to go against the grain on Kirby and Lauren's point here on kind of reintroducing, uh, himself back in the MJ situation, because I think it, this kind of opens up that idea of him, like having other romantic kind mm-hmm. of, uh, gwen uh, Gwen stacy black cat things like kind of Mm -hmm. coming in the middle and then also how those like story arcs kind of interact with each other in relation to Mm -hmm. mj and kind of how that all they all still exist in that universe how that is all kind of very intentional in that sense Mm -hmm. so i think you're gonna see just a very different version of what we have with spider-man in that it's so gonna be so far gone from just like the kid who's trying to go to school and whatnot it's like he's just going to be actively spider-man 24 7 like and just really kind of how it interacts with these other call-outs they did with uh, heroes and villains and stuff throughout these uh throughout that movie so i think that's kind of a little bit more the direction we're going with with these next three films
2: Maybe that's the name of the next film. spider Man, so far gone. We got no way home. We got yeah. far from home.
3: We've got... <laughs> so There's far gone. Now, like... <laughs> right. It's all gone. <laughs> There's a lot.
0: I, I think for my... like, What I think's next for this Spider-Man and for like his involvement in Marvel, I do want to touch on the point because you guys kind of all brought up um, Tom Holland Spider-Man kind of trying to win back MJ and um, the Hobgoblin and all that. I actually was thinking, you know, when he brought that up, that um, maybe, uh, you know, Ned is now in love with MJ. That's and, what I was thinking. Yeah. And t- Tom Holland Spider-Man, like, sees that or he wins her over. And that's kind of what drives Ned to the edge of becoming the Hobgoblin.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel like they could kind of go down that aspect because they don't know each other right now. And then them basically... You know, try him trying to win her back. It, you know, because you can kind of tell in the diner scene at the end that there's something there between Ned and MJ. Like they've only known each other; they're best friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I yeah, I think bigger picture though. Um, I think, and it is kind of to you know Kirby's point that I think they're gonna have to involve Doctor Strange. I think Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and um, Wanda are gonna be the mm-hmm. three big people going forward. Um, I know Dr. Strange doesn't have the time stone, but Wanda can mess with time with her magic and mm-hmm. can, you know, I think the only way to fix this whole multiverse situation is getting Wanda involved to help reverse it. But the only way to reverse it is kind of probably going to have to be restoring everybody's memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Wanda is going to be the the big um, thing that kind of brings them all together. Um it is going to be very interesting to see how they all go down this path, though, because I feel like Marvel is just getting too big for its britches at this point. There's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is so many threads out there right now. And, you know, too, with bringing Wanda, you bring in King the Conqueror, who's going to be like, well, now you're messing with time. Yeah. Um, so that's a whole nother deal. But it's just going to be very interesting to see how all of this gets brought in, which is kind of my next point. At the end of the movie, we get that Doctor Strange trailer. Mm-hmm. you know, having evil Doctor Strange, like, having, so no, yeah, the what no. if, how do you think the multiverse is going to shape the MCU? Like, what are your thoughts on that? And uh, we'll start with you, Gums.
2: So, so the question is how how do we think the multiverse is going to now shape the movie Marvel Universe? Yeah. That kind of the question. So, um, well, I think it's going to print boatloads of cash, Seth. What else? Yeah. <laughs> um, other other, other than that, like, I mean, literally now, I think this is a... Now you can be a a kid in a toy store. Now Mm -hmm. everybody can get their hands in the project they've been holding their hand up for. Like, can we get this movie? Can we get this movie? We'll direct it. And you probably got some really, really great directors out there raising their hands for stuff that they're like, it's just not in the cards yet. And then somebody said, wait, we can put it in the cards. By making a multiverse, we'll have to keep this a little bit... like You don't want to confuse it too much with playing with time. So let's play with multiple dimensions. Mm -hmm. Because once you start playing with time, it's a little a little... Webby. that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's joke. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what we'll do instead is we'll play with multiverses, right? And, and then it'll open up everything. Because I believe in 2023, we get a Kraven the Hunter movie. So yeah. I think the next time we see Spider-Man, we got Kraven the Hunter. We already got Morbius. Those two are, are part of the Sinister Six and sometimes even help Spider-Man. Kraven also goes along with, like, the Punisher a lot. So, like, there is a lot of stuff that can now be opened in the can of worms. I think that's how it's shaped... It's just going to be able to let people do whatever they want, however they want it, to their imagination, and we're going to feast on this stuff, and I'm going to pay the big bucks to see it. I ain't going to lie to you. So,
5: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, uh, I got to kind of just go and agree with him on this thing. God damn, it gets messy.
2: Like, <laughs> holy hell. Yeah, don't play
3: with time. Just yeah, (laughs) it gets all over the board. Like kind of two points. Like where does Kang come into play? It kind of really does open up into this thing with 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 Loki and like that whole thing. Obviously, Wanda is a massive part of of what's happening here. And do they bring back that time stone? Do they have to let everybody remember what's happening and kind of everything in between there? So I I think that it really does, you can tell just like, especially even like watching these previews that were in that movie, seeing the Morbius preview, kind of does kind of crack that door open a little bit. And seeing kind of where uh, these other villains can now really just come into the fold. Um, Yeah, I I completely agree with you, Seth. The the Wanda, Doctor Strange, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is clearly going to be the driving focus for this next phase in the MCU. Um you're asking me kind of where i think the overall universe is gonna go i think it's going freaking haywire I, yeah. is right. I, it's going <laughs> I have no idea i'm freaking lost I, I could obviously speculate mm-hmm. about certain villains where it's kind of where it's going to go down how it kind of ties in with i don't know where the hell the eternals are falling in this now i don't <laughs> know where the hell anybody's going to be it's just like it, the they're throwing darts at the wall and i can't seem to figure out where they're landing so I'd, I'm i in the camp of I'm confused as all hell so yeah. that's where I'm at <laughs>
2: <laughs> but are you enjoying it? I yes, freaking love
3: it I'm going to buy this <laughs> to the movie every time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just it's Boom. it's like a Futurama scene just take my money I'll figure it out later like... yeah Kirby, yeah. hmm.
1: I think Galactus is coming yeah um, my point. I, I think that you know with the multiverse coming in, like we're seeing so many different threads. And I think that, you know, the, the way that the MCU tends to work is all of these threads kind of just spread out, web out. Uh, (laughs) And then there is going to be a single movie that brings it back in, whether it be another Avengers or something where, you know, they're going to have another, like, you know, just universe ending world ending threat, all of these threads are just going to come back together all of these uh these you know different heroes all of the different villains everything is just going to kind of coalesce into one big movie again um so i think that's kind of what we might be building towards um because you know you do have you know like the the eternals you have you know the um like the different uh you know, the multiverse thing going on. You have Doctor Strange teaming up with Wanda. You've got Spider-Man in there. Um, You still have, you know, the other Avengers. Um, I think that we're going to see, you know, everything fan out and everybody's going to have, like, these crazy story arcs and then it's all going to come together into one movie or one series of movies, kind of like the, uh, the Infinity Saga. I think that's where we're heading. Yeah.
4: So I kind of agree with all of you guys, but I also have a concern because I feel if they open up too much, if it's not handled correctly, it can kind of fade away and there's a lot of room for kind of messing up the universe if it's not handled Mm -hmm. correctly. So I am hoping that the universe that's going on right now isn't a movie fad where they kind of go over, they overdo things. And they kind of beat a dead horse, if that makes sense. So I liked the last couple of movies they've made in the universe, and I hope that they keep that type of direction and directors, because it does get a little messy when you start going out. Um, Different stories are kind kind of hit each other and... So I hope the direction that they do go is the multiverse. There's a lot of different versions that can happen. I just hope that they don't kind of contradict each other. And you have to be very careful because if this happened in that movie, you have to make sure that you're following the correct storylines. One thing that I was kind of a little sad that didn't happen in the movie, but can still happen is I was kind of hoping different Spider-Gwen would pop into the movie. I was waiting for her to kind of show her face um, and it didn't happen. So that also opens up. They're going to talk about multiverse, you know, Spider-Gwen uh, Spider Gwen or whatever. Uh, they could start doing that. So it does open up a lot of things. I just hope that they don't go like a free-for-all.
0: I need Miles Morales.
3: Yeah yeah, all yeah. Right? Miles and I, th- I think Lauren, to, to your kind of your point there kind of cycles back to what we were talking about earlier about how this movie did a great job with the fan service and continuity, right but mm-hmm. they did push it a lot further than they really had in other movies that and that's always because I completely agree with you that's going to be my fear as well kind of through, as you go this far with fan service and continuity craziness and all this stuff, you really risk the the ability for the movie to become corny. And yep. like to really just not hit, to fall flat on his face or people poke holes through it left and right. And if it's not done right. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you there. Uh, they've shown they can do it right. But man, it, it's it's something that lingers in my head too. It's It's, 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 big, it's, like, like, a, it's like
1: a knife edge. Like yeah. it's really easy to go one side or the other.
0: Yeah, I um, completely agree. Yeah. Jump has something to say too. Yeah. I can tell he's yeah, he's, he's itching he's, he's, over there. up. <laughs> oh, he's he's like, it's
5: he's my ready. turn. <laughs> I'm just
2: like, yeah, no, you guys are right. Like, I'm digging this conversation. This is exactly what I yeah. want to say. Like, people are always going to be unhappy. So yeah. trying to make everybody yeah, happy please, isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And like I can tell, like, right now, what they're trying to do is solidify the continuity. Like, they they want to solidify as much as they can so you can't poke holes in it later. Also, be- money. Because money, otherwise- money. <laughs> Money, 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 right? But that's why this movie's two and a half hours long. Like they really did tighten it up. They didn't. They didn't want you to. And then they brought in the multiverse, so that like they're trying to cover these holes. And then because one of the things happens a lot in DC movies, you know, excuse me, DC, but like (laughs) there's a lot of holes in that. And um, and 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 let's face it, what's really happening here now that I'm really thinking about your question, Seth, it's just Disney's trying to buy everything and control Sony. (laughs) All they're trying to do. Here comes the X Men. Yep. here comes the x-men oh, you man. Got Wanda! got if, if right? the x-men then, come in
1: oh i'm I'm, oh i'm there i will be all about now, it
2: and now sony's I, all I over here like, like i'm making X-Men. money
1: <laughs> are you <laughs> are you don't oh no no, no, no. i am comes, a huge oh, x-men she's the biggest oh, x-men them? fan oh. i have ever met in my life
2: i'm so. saying well they're coming <laughs> i was like, like don't get
4: me started like different
2: yeah so like that's what's really happening is is yeah. Disney's just a tyrant and it's gonna buy Sony and <laughs> like they're like, We're printing money, Sony. You yeah. either get on board or you don't, but <laughs> yes. actually, you know, we're, we're doing yeah. this.
1: Yeah. So um I, uh Seth, uh, we need your input as well. But yeah. I do have a follow-up question when you're done. Go ahead. No, uh when you're done. I'll I'll okay.
0: <laughs> so I mean I, I kind of like it. My answer kind of encapsulates like kind of what you all said. It is gonna be very interesting, but I feel like so far, besides like Disney doing the Star Wars thing. I feel like Marvel has done a very good job of like, yeah, we want your money, but like we're making great movies.
5: I I think it is
0: getting too big, like I said, for its britches. But um, I mean, there are some things I'm super stoked for. Like I I know with Doctor Strange's movie, I have a feeling that that's going to be the way they bring in X-Men or Fantastic Four, or it's going to at least set it up because if it doesn't, there isn't going to be another way. I mean, this is dealing with the whole entirety of the multiverse. Um, but honestly, like, I'm just ready for Blade and Moon Knight. Like, those are the two things that I'm most excited for coming out of the MCU, because Marshal Ali is amazing. I mean, you got Oscar Isaac playing Moon Knight, and then Mm -hmm. Ethan Hawke's the villain in Moon Knight. So, like, it doesn't get better than that.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, they're gonna do a. They're gonna do a lot of filling in here with these Disney series. Series, by the way, yeah. like Hawkeye and all that. Yeah. like these things are so good. Yeah, I thought I was gonna hate the the Winter Soldier and 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 oh, uh, yeah. that that miniseries. Like, um, I was like, Man, this is gonna be whack. Like, and I watched it. I was like, this is phenomenal. Yeah, I was like, this is great. So as they produce these movies, I think to flesh out the characters and do other things, they'll mm. continue to hit with these miniseries on Disney, which is just another added revenue yep. stream but it's so needed for this universe and the way they're doing
1: it. Yeah, yeah, I've been absolutely loving Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye's
3: amazing. Yeah, like the... I'm still behind. I haven't started. I haven't figured it out. It's, don't spoil
2: uh, it for so me, good. Buddy.
1: It's
3: so I watched, good. I'm... I knew where you were going. I was like, don't you spoil some shit. I, I, will, not, I will not say
1: anything, but... Spoilers
5: ahead.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pat, just yes, if you model. can,
4: like, you know, leave
5: right? for five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Drop no, they...
1: <laughs> 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 no, the um uh The series that they're they're pumping out are are great, um, but, uh, my follow-up question to your question, Seth, was, um, you know, with that multiverse door being open and with the way that, you know, No Way Home ended, uh, you know, Lauren and I were kind of talking about this last night, was, um, you know, before Doctor Strange's spell goes off where everybody forgets Peter Parker and Spider-Man, you know, everybody else goes home. So do you think that there is a door or a possibility where... Garfield and Maguire come back in the future? Or do you
0: think this is kind of a one and done for them? I Personally, I think it was maybe a one and done for them. I think if anybody comes back, it would be Garfield.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But I think, like I said earlier, it felt like a complete arc and ending to their stories, like everything led to this moment. But I would like them to come back because the interaction between all three of them was fantastic. Absolutely. Um, What what were your thoughts, um, Pat?
3: I completely agree with you. I, I don't. I think that they they tied the bow so well on the on the character arcs and what was going on there. I don't necessarily see the value in necessarily coming back. I think they're better off exploring the Miles Morales mm-hmm. kind of coming into mm-hmm. that arc, and then Spider Gwen coming into that that, that, that yeah. the Spider Man arc kind of thing. I think they're better off doing that route. I don't necessarily see as much value in bringing toby or garfield back mm-hmm. in that sense i especially with how well they just just put a bow on it and said, here you go it's good yeah. all you 90s and 2000s kids that watch these movies like here you go it, it was good you got it done pack you ship it uh, clip it and ship it you're good to go <laughs> like
4: i will add to kind of okay. going back to you know where will the universe go speaking off of the storyline i feel that in today's age the um, fan following is a lot bigger, which means now we are getting the actors that we need to satisfy the audience. So if you thought about it a couple of years ago, they were kind of just like pulling in random um, people that didn't really act a lot. And now they're getting big time people on these Disney Plus shows, TV shows is getting full movie stars. And I feel like... One of the benefits of this kind of, you know, webbing out and like (laughs) spiraling out um, is grabbing a lot of different types of fans and bringing them together. So people that wouldn't necessarily call themselves, you know, quote unquote, a geek a couple of years ago are now very invested in these universes. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of bringing everyone together. And I feel like the last, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, it was a select few people that would have followed this and now the world is on the train. Everyone's getting on. We're all going on the same way.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when they got Topher Grace to play Venom. That's what sold me on that movie. I tell you that.
4: Like (laughs) Sarcasm
2: intended. I tell you that. Yeah. Uh, that's the
4: other thing they brought the correct uh, villains back so they have the The correct goblin and like they brought the good ones back and and then andrew (laughs) 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 so all the good people and it's like andrew is the best part yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: well yeah yeah that's crazy i agree with pat there by the way um pat i agree let's just end it there Mm -hmm. it was really good way to end it Let's move forward on to some other stuff. And the only way I would ever see them to be brought back wouldn't be as Spider Man, but as in regular people within New York walking around that he randomly like saves. Oh. Um, or, or <laughs> prevents prevents from like getting hurt because he they look just like the alternate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that's the only way I could really see them coming in or stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
4: I kind of disagree. I feel like Andrew got the redemption that he needs. So going back to his universe, there's always going to be villains. So he may have saved that, but now he's not the same person because when they're all in um, the science room and they're like in the lab, he looks at Tom. He's like, it's that whole like, oh, I don't have Peter time. I don't have time to be Peter. And it kind of, I feel like the death of Gwen shut him down emotionally. So it kind of pushed him away and it doesn't matter you know, Batman's a very good example, you know, not to bring the DC into this, but you need people. So mm-hmm. you can't do it alone. And I feel like Garfield, um, Andrew kind of shut it down. Like this is all I'm ever going to be. And his redemption in the movie kind of opened up. No, this isn't, I'm not just Spider-Man. I can be Peter as well. So I kind of disagree and feel like they could open up Andrews and give him the Spider-Man that he deserves because there's always going to be more villains. He may have saved one, but that's one of a million.
2: Mm-hmm. Great point. He'd make a good Disney Plus series Spider-Man. Yes. Oh,
4: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, That would be awesome. Yeah.
4: I so, would watch
0: that. To, to your point, Lauren, I do think, you know, now that I think about my answer, too, um, and this will be my last thought here before you know we <laughs> end it, because uh, we don't want a three-hour podcast. Uh,
4: <laughs>
0: we can get there. Can um, I will say, I think the fact that Tom Hardy's Venom not being in the MCU kind of leaves the door open for Garfield to face off against him, possibly. Because mm-hmm. Sony, I mean, Sony, Sony, they could... Kind of go down that path of you know we have our Spider-Man and now the MCU has their Spider-Man mm-hmm. and Venom is going to fight Spider-Man like that's a that's a but known thing one? at this point. Yeah. But which one? So,
3: so it almost kind of leaves it in in the camp of like now we're really establishing Sony Spider-Man and MCU and, and, and Marvel Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which is that's, it's an interesting it's an interesting point. It's not and, a bad and, thing though. And <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hardy's. Venom does have to exist in one of those two Spider Man universes, right? Because every villain that they brought back, they all paired, they paired from like one of the two. They actually paired themselves off in a way. So, where does Tom Hardy's character fit in that? That is a very interesting question, I guess. Oh, is man. He, yeah. Is he part of that? Is he? And I guess that does kind of crack that door open. I just, I think I'm going to be, be uh, with kind of gums in that. I think it's a hard no in Tom Holland's Spider Man yeah. universe.
1: So, um, Disney execs, if you're, if you're watching this, I, I got the perfect <laughs> pitch, I got the All perfect right. pitch for you right All now. Right. So we, we see, you know, uh, Venom at the end of the movie, uh, and the end of, uh, Carnage, you know, like see on TV, like, you know, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and he makes that comment. Like, I got to go to New York. I got him, you know, find this guy. So he goes to New York to find him. It's Andrew Garfield and not Tom Holland. There's a series for you right there. Boom. Yeah.
4: Paycheck. Got you. So, let's do this. I will send you my address. Sony <laughs> <each building.
0: laughs> plus. Drop, drop the mic plus. right <laughs> there. Drop the mic right there. So I hope you guys all enjoyed this uh podcast today. Um next up You're we better. have yeah, right next up we have an episode on Christmas. Um favorite Christmas movies, the age old question is Die Hard a Christmas movie. We're gonna discuss that. I- and uh you know <laughs> I'm gonna have uh Gums end this on a high note here because he had a little, uh, little catchphrase that I want to keep going. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's it, folks. Let's keep it rolling.